Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I'm your host, Cody Kelly. I have a great episode today. Uh, it's featured, I'm a black cop. Please hear me. I have my very special friend and guest, uh, Jeremiah Smith. He is a police officer. He wanted to chime in. Now, I just want to start off before we introduce him. He's not speaking on behalf of all police officers. He can only speak for himself, just like I can only speak for myself, just like you can only speak for yourself. But I believe if we get enough collective voices speaking for themselves, you'll truly have a movement. So please welcome my very special friend and guest, Jeremiah Smith. Jeremiah, welcome to the show. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Good, good, good. Well, it's been been an interesting week, uh, to say the least. I think that's the best way to phrase it. Uh, I really want to tackle uh, just some, I think, uh, interesting kind of lead way, uh, right? So first, I want to start here. You're obviously your state trooper, your police officer. What was your initial reaction uh, to the George Floyd uh, murder uh, and to Officer Chauvin? Well, when you wrong, it was, was messed up. It's messed up. I mean, uh, you you know, if you look at you know the videos or whatever, um, I mean, just grabbing by the neck is just. You know, from what from training, you know, you know, you don't grab by the neck. You don't do anything. You know, the knee on no no neck like that. I mean, I just from my personal view, you know, I think it was it was messed up. It could have been handled uh, better than that. You know, I mean, the the force that that force. It, wasn't even that necessary. You know, once you have him down on the ground or whatever, cuff, I mean, there's no way he could go. You got other officers there with you. So, I, you know, I kind of think it was, it, it just wasn't right. I mean, you could have thought about that, you know, but some people, you know, you know, in this field, they, it, it's, it, get, it gets to a point where you get carried away. You know, stuff get too far, you know, and uh, I think he just, man, he just, did overdid it and now look at it you know yeah i i've heard uh, uh kind of between you and our, and our former guests uh talking about that's not the way training happens right like this right, is not where right. training what is the proper technique when you're in training when it comes to approaching somebody of suspicious activity what is the first thing you're supposed to do and things you're not supposed to do can you walk that through with me all right okay so situations that we have i okay you you approach a situation a person um of course you you are you know i'm approaching you with respect you know i'm not gonna be uh aggressive like that I'm, if anything i'm your whole thing is your whole um job and your motive is to try to de-escalate the situation before it gets too you know out of control so you want to try to control the situation before you know stuff get out of control so i mean or if a person doesn't comply, you know, with, you know, handcuffing or whatever, of course, you're going to have to, you know, you know, use a little bit of force, but you don't want to get out of your care. You don't want to get out of your character. You don't want to, um, let me say what I, what I want to say. You don't want to, you know, overdo it. You don't want to just use it, um, the proper things that we uh, use is, um, you don't want to excessive force. You don't want to do excessive force. So, I mean, if you can get your subject down to, you know, and handcuff and comply, you're good without pulling out a gun. Because, I mean, if he doesn't have a weapon, you don't need to pull out yours. Mm. You know, if y'all, if y'all fighting, 
you know, if you're you right. wrestling back and forth, wrestle back and forth. You mean if, if he doesn't have a weapon, you should I should pull him out. And I that's with me. I'm never gonna pull a weapon out, taser, pepper spray, you know, none of, I'm not gonna do you know, none of that unless I have to. You know, stuff like that. If if that my subject doesn't have any kind of weapon or whatever, there's no need for me to, you know, do that. So you hit upon it if if the subject doesn't have a weapon, and I think that gives a great segue. Uh, over the weekend, we saw the unfortunate killing uh, Rashawn Brooks, a man that literally was in the drive through with Wendy's. Allegedly, he reached for the officer's taser and then started to run away because he was trying to defend for his life. Shot in the back. Um, he doesn't have a weapon. What should have happened? What What went wrong there? Well, from what I've heard, he was, um, I guess he was doing a breathalyzer test or whatever. And I guess he, you know, he's trying to run or whatever. And, you know, they, they, I saw the video when he wrestled him down or whatever. And um, he, they say he took the taser or whatever. Okay, that's the taser. He was running away. He's running away. You already have his information on the car. Like whatever information you have on him. So he can't get far. If he's drunk, he can't get far. He has a taser. So, okay. Nine times out of ten, he probably don't know how to how to um, use that taser in the first place. Okay, he's, and you gotta remember, he's not in his right mind, he's intoxicated, okay? So, with that being said, okay, I'm gonna run, I'm attacking him. You only got one shot with that taser, dude, and you probably don't know how to use it, and okay, we have a vest, we got vest on, you got a partner. There's no way I'm gonna pull out a gun to terminate him who's not in his right mind, intoxicated, has a taser that he probably does not know how to use, and he's, you know, it, He's drunk. He's not not that far. He's gonna run, <laughs> you know. So it's it's so many ways that you can you can you can get him without having to you know shoot nobody that's running away from you. Right. That's what he. You know, you can get that taser back. We can get that. You know, but right now in this just this month, or I would say alone, with all of, with everything going on, there's no way that I would want to you know try to take down anybody with a gun with all of this going down especially a black man you know right now it's just it's not that's not the right time for us because a lot of people are not really happy with police officers so mm-hmm. i think that that situation should have been handled definitely a little more without you know without the deadly force being used yeah i i i want to go there like you said it's not a good time for police officers you're you are in a very unique situation you're a police officer you're also you're also an african-american male and I'm sure there's parallel and contrast there, right? right? When you put on your uniform and you go through your day, what goes through your head? Can you take me into the mindset when you start your shift? What what is really consuming your thoughts? From well, from the time you know in the morning, you know we we put that uniform on. It's it's like, am I? Is this gonna be the last time I come home? Hmm. Is this where am I going to end up? Am I going to be able to walk back through these doors when I come home when I put that uniform on? Because the time you put that uniform on, you walk out the door, you're a target. So, you know, when you you know when you get to work, anything can happen. You can get attacked. It's so many people with so many different personalities, so many people with mental issues that you know that's going on. It's a lot of people out here, you know, like now that you know they have a hit out for police officers. You've seen lately that police officers have been getting shot at. 
and everything. Mm-hmm. So every day it's like you putting your life on the line. You don't know exactly what's gonna happen. You don't know where you're gonna end up. So it's just, it's just, man, you just gotta like really like you just gotta ask God for protection every time you put this suit on and and you go to work and you just mm. just like man, I got just God cover me every day I leave in whatever situation I go to, you know. So in your head, you just that's what's going through. Like, am I am I gonna come home the same way, or am I gonna come home at all? Hmm. That that raises a, a very uh, interesting point. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of trauma. Uh, maybe both uh, parties, the the African American community and the police officers themselves. It seems like the relationship has created so much tension that it's an unhealthy space. Right. To you. Because you're you've been on both sides. There was a time you were not a police officer. Now you are a police officer. Uh, you know the term defunding is being thrown around, right? And to the left, as I stated before, you know, on a very high level, that means reallocating resources is very extreme. Left, that means totally getting rid of uh, a police in general. To the right, that just means getting rid of. There's no high, you know, upper, lower, or mid average. Uh, so. To you, police reform, the funding, what should and shouldn't happen? All right. Okay, so just just um man, just the funding. I mean, just that's the let's think. So if, if you abolish police, right, just take them out. Okay. Yeah. That means whatever happens happen so if you know the crime number is definitely gonna go out the roof you have no police you're not funding it so what do you do now when you have people that's and you know not thinking for you know um you know people that know it's not no consequences right so it's like everybody's gonna run crazy so okay the looting happened so what are you gonna have to do now there's no police to protect it shooting killing we we have that Every summer, the, the crime rate is high. Killing is, is terrible. We got kids out here dying left to right. So if we defund all these, what? Who's protecting us? Okay. Mm. I understand that one person might have messed, you know, a few might have messed up. But what about the good cops that, you know, that are out here actually doing their job, that go to work and do their job? Okay. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a black, you know, officer as well. So, I mean... You know, I'm with you know, I'm with my people and everything. So you put me out. You put me out of jobs now. You know, now I'm out. Mm. So I mean, now since, since I'm out, they tear up all the stores. They do everything. Now everyone's out of out of uh, you know out of jobs now. So now you mess that up. I mean, with just that alone, stuff is gonna get way out of hand. I don't think people like actually like thinking about that. Like we not thinking like if we get rid of the police. Oh man, this gonna happen. I'm for the. I'm somebody gonna burn down my house. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, you know we can do about that. Somebody getting shot outside. It's a shooting outside right now. Oh, then hey, nothing you can do about that. Just like when everybody broke in the stores, they didn't think. Oh man, we gotta come back here. Grandma gotta get that medicine. Oh, my baby gotta get the infant meal. Oh, we gonna need food for this. We gonna need that. Nobody thought, but we right. just, at the at the moment, people just, just at the it's, it's it's at that moment where people just really want like all right, we just need the police gone. Because they keep doing this, they keep doing that. Yes, I mean, it should be like definitely like stronger consequences for officers who 
you know, like mistreat the law or abuse the law. You know, that, you know, they should be defunded, you know, they're the ones. But I don't think you should just get rid of police at all because that's going to really, if you all think stuff is bad now, yeah. Let's see what happened then. If you know when they defund, mm. you know, please. I'm gonna take a question from my audience. The audience went uh member Amber Williams goes on the state, mental health professionals. Uh, what is your opinion on replacing police officers with trained mental health professionals in certain nonviolent uh situations? So basically, uh call you get is a nonviolent uh situation, uh somebody that is perceived to be mentally ill. Should there be a division within the police uh organization task force that can handle that appropriately and it is not and it is treated differently from other uh situations well non-violent situations can turn violent real quick okay and it's it definitely can change real quick uh i mean we they have you know you got people that's you know like you got some people that's mental and uh we got people that comes out, okay, we're in a situation. We got somebody that's mentally, you know, that, you know, somebody that's under the mental health field that could come out, all right, we're, we're going to talk you down from doing whatever you're doing. You know, I'm here with you on this and that. You know, and then another thing is every officer, like for me, we were all, we had a week of mental health training. Mm. So we all had to go through a, a mental health training these hours. You certified that you had to go through for you know a uh, mental health training so i mean replacing i don't know i don't, I don't know about i don't think you want to do that either because like i said non-violent situations turn violent real quick violent. It, 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 all the time what would you say because you brought this up there's good cops that would be affected and i keep saying and i keep hearing not keep saying but i keep hearing that Okay, this might be one percent. You know, like Trump said, one percent uh, of of p- people that are acting like this, these uh, bad actors, or doesn't eradicate the ninety nine percent good cops that we have. I don't think that's a fair assessment because ninety nine to one ratio just to me is more of an exception than the norm. You're a police officer, obviously. I'm not one, and obviously, I don't need. You know, you don't have to spill the beans on anybody. But in your experiences. Percentage of, in, in all honesty, police officers that you really feel, and obviously you don't know what's in somebody's heart, but you feel that it will not allow hatred, bigotry to ultimately inform their decisions. What percentage of police officers do you think that is? It's, I'm be honest with you, I, I need to be honest with you on this one. It's not a lot of us. Gotcha. <laughs> Not a lot of us that understands us. Gotcha. You have a lot of. I have to say. Gotcha. That that you know that comes from that background of they never been on our side of town. Mm-hmm. They, they lived somewhere in nice areas, so when they get put back down here, only thing that they hear is all oh, black people do this, they steal, they kill. They do this, they, you know, everything. That's all you get. So I say about a good, that it's not, it's bad, man. It's, I don't even know. I would say probably like a good uh, 50%. (laughs) It's bad. It's like, 
Fifty percent of cops are racist. Hey. <laughs> wow. It's not. It's you know we got some people that. It's, it's not. It's not. I'm telling you, it's, but it's not, Cody. It's not. You got very. It's yeah. like a small. It's a small handful of good officers. You got a small ratio. Gotcha. That I would say, or well, I would say a good. Let me see about how many. I'm gonna go say sixty five percent, and then the rest. Sixty five percent. That you probably got that's good. I promise that's, that's good. You got some good officers. Okay. Then on the other end, you got, you got you about thirty-five percent bad actors. <laughs> well, depending on what area, you might have ninety-five percent bad actors in a good five. Depending on what area, depending on what area you are in, you know. What. I don't even know what to say to that. I don't have a follow-up. 95% bad actors, depending on the area. Let's go to a question from my audience. How do you reconcile being a member of quote-unquote blue in the midst of protesting Black Lives Matter? This is from, obviously, the head deacon of Freedom Temple, so, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Is it just that's your call? Is your job? You know, regardless of the current state, you still have to perform. Right. Yeah. So, um, right, man. Hey, it's just all right. So it's just my okay. I, I I support Black Lives Matter, you know, and everything. But at the end of the day, you know, it's still my job. But I know where I came from. So, gotcha. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't never forget where I came from. So I'm not gonna act and treat you know. My people like that, so, and I'm not gonna treat nobody of no different type of, you know, mm-hmm. I don't care if you're white, blue, orange, Hispanic, what I'm not gonna treat you no different than what mm-hmm. I'm gonna be fair to everybody. But I mean, I'm still, you know, with the, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say, oh no, I ain't, I ain't with y'all or whatever. I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm all pro for the Black uh, Lives Matter. Gotcha. And still being blue because I still gotta eat. Right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I, I, I hear you. So you're you're obviously one of the good guys. Uh, if I could vote for a police chief, I would vote for you right now. And that's not because I, I know you. You know, I just want to get out of tickets, and I know you would get me out. You know, when I'm speeding. So, <laughs> I, what does public safety look like in the future? Let, let's say you know you're with Governor Prisker, uh, Mayor Lightfoot. They're putting together a total reform on policing, and they like Jeremiah. We want you to lead this. What does that look like going forward? What does reform look like? Uh, reforms to the public safety definitely should be man. It's got it's got to be better than what it is. It should be definitely better. It's man. I, you have to for for Chicago. I would say for us, you got to put like more. I would want to say like. Blacks in our area that you know that's not so quick to you know re- you know react and you know to do you know stuff that you know that other people you know wouldn't you know wouldn't do. So you got you got um it's got stuff got to be better. It's, it can't be shoot first, ask questions later. <laughs> it can't be shoot first, ask questions later. You gotta be able to be asked. I think it should be able. You should be able to de-escalate situations a lot better than be, coming up to a scene being aggressive 
and not knowing what's going on. I see a lot of that, you know, even on the drive. A lot of people, you know, they, um, they just, you know, just the first thing they do is, oh, all right, come up, get out on the ground, get on, get on. I may go up to ask, what's, man, what's going on first before I, you know, assert the situation first before you, you know, start to react, you know, because that's how a lot of things get out of hand. You can handle situations a lot better. You know, a lot of them don't think, you know, it's just, and a lot of people, are, a lot of them are scared. Don't get me wrong. Mm. A lot of them are, they're scared, you know, but like I said, when you're not in, you never been in a community, you never worked around where we, you know, where right. we have to be around in our area. Of course, you're going to be like that. You know, in some instances, you have to be, but not all the time, you know, like, so I think it should be, it's, 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 it should be more better steps before you use deadly force, you know, mm. if, if, if deadly force is not being, you know, uh, presented to me, I'm not going to present it to you. Right. You know, so I, that's what I think it should, it should, it should be better. And if I think if you can't handle, you know, uh, situations without using deadly force, you don't need to be a police officer. Mm, I get it. I get it. Let me ask, let me ask you this. Do you think, uh, the officers of Brianna Taylor should be arrested? Now that one, that's that one. I mean, from see, Cody, I, I don't, man. It's, it's all right. I know that's. I know. Put you on the spot with that one. I'll put you on no, the spot. No, 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 because, no, 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 no. You didn't. You didn't. I, you know what? The whole coming through the door. You know. Yeah. No knock warrants. Right. I mean, okay. I'm coming through the door, and if I'm saying, "Oh, hey, no knock warrants or whatever," if it's if, if you didn't get no knock warrant, you just bust through the door and just start shooting. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Yes, you do. It's, yeah. You don't know what was. You don't know what who, a kid could have been there, or elderly, any, like anybody. And she says so happened to be the person that was right there. So, if you, yeah, I mean, yeah, for your actions, yes, I mean, because you you didn't give nobody a warning that oh, most people, you know, when we come to the door, oh, police, open up, right? You just bust through the door, you know, and the wrong house at that. Right, the wrong house. <laughs> the wrong oh, house at that. So I mean, you should be able. You should be accountable for your actions. Yeah, definitely be accountable for your actions. Cool, yeah. cool. So yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. They gotta pay, yeah, they got to pay for that. One. They got to pay for that. <laughs> I, I feel you, man. I, I, I feel you on that. Um, I, I think you know that. First of all, I want to applaud your courage. Uh, that takes gall, right? To right. speak truth to power. Uh, to answer those hard questions. Um. Uh, questions that uh, can bring implications because, you know, like you said, you're part of the fraternal order of police as well. And you share a common brotherhood, but at the same time, justice is justice, right? Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Um, Where can people connect with you? You know, obviously, like I said before, you're one of those good guys. You're out here. You're not only uh, servicing the South side of Chicago. You also live in the South side of Chicago. You're also one of those uh, good actors, good police officers that are, actively going about trying to create a better and safer community for everyone. Where can people, what are you connected to that people can follow you at? Of course, I'm your friend on Facebook. (laughs) Right. Add Cody, add find Jeremiah. So where you catch me at 
at Freedom Temple <laughs> when church opened back up. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's where. That's where <laughs> you can catch me. That's where you connect me at. All right. Well, Jeremiah, I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your courage. I appreciate your honesty. Uh, and I just want to thank you again for being on the show. Uh, thank you for giving your time. And I really appreciate your efforts. I know that you put your life on the line every single day uh, to protect people that don't even know you uh, and that don't, you know, don't think twice about it. But we really appreciate your efforts. We appreciate you wanna, being one of those good guys that can speak truth to power and that can be that example uh, for all individuals going forward. Well, guys, that's all the time I have. I appreciate it. Until next time. Thanks.